Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBetta. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Welcome to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. This is episode number 504, KMA Talk Radio, and we are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, as always, with the gang, the man they call the goat, Alex Tavella, and the guy always bringing you rumor and teaser-free news, William Cooper. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Did, did Paul do the outline this week? No. <laughs> it looks like a Paul outline. He's <laughs> nothing on it. Listen, man, you know, we need to maybe try and coordinate a little bit. Sometimes some weeks are tough. I don't have any. Yeah, we need to have meetings. That's why we have the meetings. Yeah, Paul hasn't done an outline in probably a year. Yeah. Well, when he's on, when he's on the meetings, he'll do them right during the meetings. But we haven't had meetings. We haven't had right. meetings. Right, so we wing it. We wing it. Like I mean, all the people know we we won it last week and yeah, yeah made it we made it up. You had some points on last week. A little bit. Yeah, little bit. we had some points on last week. Coop, what you smoking? About to light up this uh, Avo Summer Edition, Season Summer Edition. Very interesting. You picked that cigar today. What? I don't know what to talk about it. Mm. I guess I can talk about it. I was I didn't sign an NDA or nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really a big deal to talk about it. But um, I guess uh, Davidoff hired an outside agency to help them with that brand. So I guess they they gave them a list of people they would like them to talk to. So they spent about I don't know, I think maybe it was an hour, a little over an hour with me yesterday talking. Oh, about, is that the conference call you had earlier? Yeah. Talking about the Avo, I got paid too. Uh, I got, I got, I've done that before. Very, very few times in my life, I actually yeah, get paid for my I opinion. Actually, I, I did that with the Davidoff brand a few years ago. Yes, they asked yeah. you a lot of questions on market and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, it was very, very interesting because you know, and you know, I kind of shared with them. It's, it's a legacy brand that's built around a dude that's no longer here. And, you know, I don't know how it's translating to people these days. And the funny thing is they, they, they still have it themed around music without any kind of reference to why it's themed around music. Because, you know, they don't talk really about Avo anymore. I, I don't think they're right. planning to because I think they would have to continue to pay their family something for continuing to use his image or whatever. So I don't know. Very interesting to see what happens with that brand. Legacy brand. In fact, Avo, Avo Intermezzos was one of the probably yeah. the first three cigars I've ever smoked and premium cigars I ever smoked. Right. So oh, yeah. been around forever legacy brand, but it'll be interesting to see us. I just found it interesting. You grabbed that cigar today. Yeah, no, no idea. You were participating in that. Yeah. Uh, I just had these and I hadn't really lit one of these up since uh, I got them. So I figured, well, let me do it today. 
Yeah, you you mentioned I agree with on a lot of that, Abe. Um, and you know, I, I think there's really I, they've definitely been just kind of trying to figure out what to do with this brand. The, the the limited edition series they've gone through now a couple of iterations. You know, it used to be a birthday series for him, and then obviously when he passed away, they couldn't they couldn't really do a birthday series, so they tried this improvisation series. Now they're going to a season series. And I, I just don't know. It just feels like it's a little rudderless right now. Yeah. I mean, what was it a couple of years ago? North, south, east, west. Now this time yeah. it's seasons. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's rudderless and it's very incestuous now. I don't even understand half the lines. Ritmo, Ritmo, Cinco, Ritmo, Cinco, Cinco, Ritmo. I mean, it's it's like um, it's confusing even to me. And I'm a retailer. You know, I mean, it. Uh, I, I think they've branched it in way too many branches and i don't know i i they, listen I, kudos to them that they're trying to look at it and work on it you know yeah, i don't know i agree they, i agree yeah you no know, i mean no matter what organization or what you're selling or whatever there's come the time that you have to adapt and pivot and i think they're aware of that i just think you're just trying to figure out what what the path what that path is going to be so yeah very interesting What are you that being out? said, thank you to uh, Avo Cigars, the official sponsor of Name That Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, nothing gets the brand. It is a legacy right. brand. In fact, as we're talking about it, I was just saying in my head that that's one of those brands I probably haven't smoked in a very long time that I probably want to revisit now just to smoke yep. a couple Avos because I used to smoke a lot of Avos, you know, yeah. but yeah. – it just gets shuffled to the back end. It's one of those cigars that I, I talk about when we I do cigar of the month collection. Sometimes, man, it's like, man, why haven't I had? Why have I haven't had this cigar like in seven years? Years, you know. I mean, I like this cigar, but you know, you, you get inundated with new stuff, dry stuff, light stuff. They just get shuffled. To the back. Doesn't mean I don't like that, that. I like that cigar any less. It's just not at the forefront of my head anymore. I, I think yeah. there's a I think there's overlap with Davidoff with this brand more than maybe Camacho because. Avo is not something that goes to the appointed merchants. It goes to everyone else, but it's using a lot of the similar tobaccos that the Davidoffs use. So I, I find it it's there's some blurred lines with that, is what I see. It could be. Yeah. So yeah, this, I'm smoking the uh the I gave you. Yeah, the yes. uh, the, I almost the 2012 that one today. I Sumatra. I gotta tell you, man, we got these in during the week and, and I've I've really been liking the cigar. And um, they did. They did a really. I'm a, I like. I like a good Sumatra, and I, I like this Sumatra because it's. Lately, we've been seeing a lot of like the dark Sumatra, the heavy, strong Sumatra. This kind of goes back to a, a, a normal original Sumatra. Really, just a, a. You know, it's one of them that can easily fly under the radar with all the big releases coming out. But this is just a. You know, it's a good stick. The Toro is under ten bucks, and I, you know they really did a good job with this one. I thought he had a good yeah. show to share. I thought Oscar had a good show to share, too, when he brought out. I, I got to tell you, this is one of the silkiest, sheenest Sumatra rappers I've seen. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. Right? Very. It's very, very. like, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it almost looks like it was polished, finished rapper. Very, very silky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I almost picked that one, which I knew you guys I knew that ahead of time, because I had that literally out this morning, that cigar. Did you really? Yeah. It's the 2012 by Oscar Sumatra. Yep. We would have went three for three. Well, that would have been weird if we all went three for three, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, man, that's a, that's a good cigar. I've been enjoying it lately. Yeah, but I was impressed with what he brought to the table at the show this year. He brought that. He brought the new uh, Leaf by Oscar Criollo. And uh, Oscar, he had the Oscar uh, Connecticut. Connecticut, right? Yeah. I thought that was three solid extensions. It's probably his strongest lines. I don't know, but if I don't start getting some kind of affiliate fee soon, it's sad. Yeah, Abe, I got to tell you, you're really, I mean, it's almost criminal that you're not getting paid for. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing as many shine steep posts as I am smoking order post. And, more than and, Cracker Jack. I, and I'm telling you, well, I did endorse Cracker Jack. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, but you did. I, you did. I, you get I, that's all right. Listen, yeah, all, all, all press is good press, as they say. I, I do, I do. Got to tell you though, I am very happy so far that everybody who I know has gotten them has said that they've been amazing. In fact, um, I can't remember who it was. Somebody actually said it was life changing. Somebody, I think it was Danny it. Nippers. I saw. Was it Danny? Yeah, Danny said it. Might have been. Yeah, life changing. Life changing. <laughs> Changing, change, you know, save, uh, what did I say? Changing lives, two balls at a time. That's it. Shines the underwears. Um, interesting week in our social Facebook grape, uh, Facebook yes. group page. We finally broke the 5,000 member mark, which really for us is a lot, considering I think the last time I looked, I can't know where to find you because I know I saw it at one point, but I think we have like over two, 2,600 people that we did not except yeah. into the group whether yeah. they look like bots or shillers or you know weed companies or you know businesses that were managed but yeah we we actually hit a quality five thousand members so um we had yeah, a nice I mean, go ahead. you gotta figure too we probably we probably canned a couple hundred people that made it in yeah and then, yeah and then we found out after the fact they were right, you know, you know selling, selling yeah, wood, right cubans or Whatever. So yeah, I mean, very proud of that. I mean, it's been two and a half years basically, and uh, you know, we, we we made a little sampler pack that sold out. I don't know how long it sold out. I really wasn't sure how it was gonna go, you know, but it, it flew. Me neither. It yeah, flew. like I, we were talking about. Well, we'll we'll do the raffle when it sells out. Yeah, you know, yeah. We didn't even, yeah, we didn't even schedule. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't know what yeah. day to schedule. Yeah. So we made two hundred uh, Wednesday Friday samplers, and Monday at three p.m. We're gonna raffle off to everybody who got one of our celebration 5000 samplers an extremely and this is my last personal box of the great smoke 2021 opus x edition cigars 10 count box so um priceless priceless item yeah i had two in my personal stash i gave one to matt tobacco and um this is my last one so i don't have one for you next year matt sorry yeah, but that was that was, you donated. You donated that for the yeah. I donated yeah, that yeah. twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, we're gonna get those carrier pigeons on point. Yeah. Tim, I don't know. Tim is like struggling. No, I agree. I, I I I'm not getting notifications even that I used to. You know, like even for KMA, it doesn't show up on my notifications. I got to go to the KMA page to pull. No, up no but he even messaged me yesterday for the link for the Fuente pack. It was but, on the post. But, it, you know, it's really simple, man. We, 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 It's usually pinned at the top of our page, so you could always find our stuff. So, but yes. that was a, that was an interesting part of our week and a good a good milestone for smoking and smoking sure. social. So. It's a good job. It's a good job. Thanks to everybody in that group who really helped. First off, we got a great team of moderators always bringing shit to my attention and 
you know, everybody in there really is so giving and, and friendly. We were really proud of the environment that was created in Smoking Social. If you're watching this and you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, visit, uh, go on Facebook and look up Smoke In Social, one of the coolest groups on Facebook. Yeah, cool. I'm telling you, I'm not getting notifications for things that I'm supposed to get notifications like I used to on my phone. Facebook's always doing stuff, and it's and and, and even something that like you'll be like, "Hey, did you see this option?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have that option yet." I don't and have then, it, but know, someone else has yeah, it. Yeah, but then somebody else has it, and then in a couple of days I'll yeah. have it, and you don't have it. It's like yeah. they just A/B test stuff out of nowhere. Yeah, I know what when we broadcast the Coop show. It's mixed. Sometimes it shows up in people's feeds or notifications, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I've, I've heard this feedback quite a bit. Well, I got to tell you, Alex bought me this cigar because I know he's been smoking some this week. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed so far. No, man, you it's know, a, it's, it, a, it's, it's a good stick. It's burning very, very good. It's smoking incredibly well, and I'm finding it tasty. So, And, and especially, man, it's it's it falls in that dwindling window of the, you know, sub $10 cigar. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which is, is you know, it's closing very window, few. Yeah, it's yeah. a closing yeah. window, man. Yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Right, like you know, under ten dollars is now a. It's yeah, like a uh, you know what I, a value buy, you know, it's right, like, right, right. We, we price cigar now, right. Yeah. That know? eight to ten range is is you know shrinking quickly. Attended when I got in this business, like a ten to twelve dollar cigar was like the uber premium, right. Sure. <laughs> Uh, God rest his soul, Sal Fontana. You know, oh yeah, Christian, was that yeah. Christian Roa made a, a really nice little documentary about Sal because we we knew Sal was was going to pass away. He was sick, and uh, he he had the uh, wherewithal, to, honestly, to make a nice little video uh, kind of documentary of Sal. And the two, the best line in that whole documentary is he, he's had two great predictions in his career. All right, I'll say the second one first, but the, the second one was. The Cuban embargo won't last a year. And the first one was, if the price of cigars go over a dollar, it'll be the end of the cigar industry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that's true, too. $5 lunches don't exist anymore, either. Or breakfast. No. You know, I used to be able to get a full meal of breakfast. Breakfast breakfast used to be so cheap, man. Breakfast is like getting almost a dinner these days. Right, right. I don't know if it's something going on in my house because I got four kids and you know, but has like uh, the price of electricity like almost tripled? Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. Yeah. Yes. No, it's brutal. Right? It's become absolutely positively insane. It's actually got me for the first time wondering. You know, FPL does this balance. You know, balanced budget. Like you just you can just pay one price throughout the year. You know, they kind of take a median of, and I'm starting to. Wonder yeah, but then, I, but, then they, but then they call you in if you go over or under at the end of the year, right? Yeah, that I don't know. That's the yeah. that's the thing. But yeah, no, it's like tripled. It's gross. It's unfreaking believable. It really is. You know, I you know I used to make fun of my dad. You know, hey, shut the lights on, shut the lights on. But now I'm starting to sound. Like uh, that was my father's. <laughs> oh, you got every light yeah. in the house on. That was the famous <laughs> line. You know, and, and, you know the bad part is like when I got in my you know. 18, 19, you know, 20, you know, when he'd scream, I'd like flip a quarter. I'm like, here you go. I covered the electricity for the day, you know, for that light bulb, you know? Can't even do that now. It's gotten really insane. Just quick update if anybody was uh, curious or, You're right, or Dan, wondering. It's not food. What? 
What's not funny? <laughs> Charlie's like, darn ain't nine at Denny's. Like, Dan, like, is that really food? Yeah. It's not food. You're right, Dan. If anybody's wondering, this is our live update of if you're wondering why Paul's not here as of 10 17. This is. This is... <laughs> I, I don't even acknowledge his. I got I got mixed up. I thought the wedding was today, actually. So uh, he reminded me it was last night, and the birthday party was today. Yeah, here's the thing. All right, here, 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 here's the thing. Look, you know, for all the ragging we do on on Paul, um, he he wants it because there's no other reason he yeah. would send us in the KMA group chat this picture at ten seventeen, knowing that we're live on the show. He wants yeah. us to put this stuff. He up. wants us to put it up. Yes. Uh, no, I don't think that's what it is. No, Paul wants he wants it. He no, wants I don't think I don't think that's what it is. you know what I think is I think Paul like really wants us to know that he's really doing something. Well, there's that too, yeah. I think you know, I, I think his you know, some Paul, yeah, he's always got some shindig or some shit coming up. So he sends us these pictures saying, Look, I'm really here, I'm really doing something, I'm not making shit out of my ass. And then he shows us the pictures of his kids or like we're gonna be like, Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, like, is you he, know, is he, my four kids are at home. This. Alex, two kids are at home. Right. Is he cheating on Mickey Mouse by pulling a Chuck? Right? I'm, I, yeah. I, I, right? I'm like, kind of wondering that. You know, <laughs> is there no Mickey up in Long Island? Uh, Chucky, cheese. Uh, I, I don't know, but it's like he's got some infatuation with mice. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Although, but, I who's like that Chuck 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 cheese, cheese at ten in the morning? I, like I guess Chuck E. Cheese is more of like a a rat. Than, than a mouse, right? No, no worries. <laughs> you see? Good point. Good point. Yeah. You know? I still think it's kind of cheating. Okay. I'll st- I agree. I agree. They're in the ro- they're rodents, and you know, uh, they're both like billionaire rodents. So uh, yeah, billion. That's yeah. Maybe that's Paul's thing. Billionaire rodents. Cavalier just had new cigars that dropped too. Now that I'm seeing their ad, right? I mean, I I, I saw the photographs of the new packaging. Man, that is one uh, yeah. artsy crafty box. Uh, yes, so so Cavalier hit it big too. Uh, uh, the new the new Inner Circle Domain Rouge, uh, the three iterations of the Tres Delinquents. Yeah, that's that's the one. That box is really yeah, it's like really cool. Yeah. Good price, and it's good price on I was those gonna, too. Yeah, I was going to say that. I haven't had one yet, but another one that that uh, is, is well priced as well. That's good to see guys kind of saying, you know, yeah. let me let me, you know, give an offering in this range. Yeah, they done a that, that uh, Domain Rouge was good. I've had that cigar. Did you? I liked, yeah, I haven't. I had liked it, yet. it. Yeah, I liked it. So, you know, for me, always the fun parts, the create creating part, right? That's the exciting part. The marketing and the well, the marketing is fun, but the actual I, I, I can imagine for these companies the dealing with the salesman and the sales rep. There's got to be such such like not the fun part of the business, you know. <laughs> But you got to get to a balance for me. How many brands can you create? Like I, I, I'm, you know, for a guy who's been in the industry almost three decades, where typically at a trade show you just may have gotten a new Vitola. That was like a big ordeal. Oh, hey, they got this in a new size in this line or whatever. To see how many new cigars come out every year, it's yeah, and not just at the trade show throughout the year, right. I mean, Coop, you've been around as, almost as long as that. It's it's literally mind boggling. It, it's mind boggling. There's already like 200 articles I have around this trade show around product this year. As we you know we do we cover as many products as we can. It's it's crazy. And that's and, just a, and that's just the trade show. There's stuff coming out throughout the year on top of that. Yep. And then you look, you go back two years, 
and a lot of these products are gone in two years. Right. Yeah, right. it's amazing. You know, a big company sometimes they'll make a decision to pull the plug quick if something doesn't work. Too, I've seen. It's about an eighteen-month arc that we've yeah. always said that. So that's why the two years, eighteen months, is the arc where you see where it's going to land, whether it's really yeah. going to be a viable brand or needs some kind of major CPR if you want it to survive. But no matter how it comes out of the gate, the eighteen-month mark is kind of the point where you get a realistic vision of where your brand stands in the consumer market. You know, the question I challenged my, my guys with this year on the team is I said, find me a regular production cigar that was released at the show or something that's ongoing limited production that's going to be around in five years. And there's going to be a wow cigar and in five years people are going to be talking. I only can think of a couple of lines. One was the Perdomo 30th. And even that's going to be limited to start. So there's not a lot of that is what I'm saying. What's going to be the next well, reg- here's reg- the regular problem. production line? Yeah. So you have to look at that by company. Domo is not a company that's releasing three new lines, four new lines a year. So when they release a line, it's going to get their full effort. And most mm-hmm. likely, it'll run a course. I mean, they, they have cut lines, but it's always been after five or six years where it's had a record of this. Uh, this one's just never going to catch. Let's let's cut it. Right. Um, because when you grow that way, you don't have this need of, oh, we got to make room. Right? I mean, you're making right. four or five new lines. If you got... You know, a line that's two years old and it's a dog. You're not putting the effort in. You're just going to cut it and bring in the new stuff. So, yeah, the companies like that, you'll you'll never see them kill a line. I mean, how many new lines is Padron making? How many new lines is Fuente making? It's it, it's never believe the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're just not going to do that. Um, it's these guys that constantly and, and and the ones that get me is how many spinoffs are you going to make off a successful brand that you have? Yeah, I think that's just too much that's either just pure laziness i think sometimes because it's just easier to say hey let's just make a iteration of this line again and again and again and again and for the most part i think they end up attracting mostly their fans of that line already who then become segmented within their own line you know i don't i don't think somebody who's never had romeo and julietta i mean it will happen some people will try it if somebody's been turned off on Romeo and Juliet, it's never been a brand. You can make eight iterations. The tendency is they're not going to try it, so they end up they end up segmenting their own fan base. You know, it's it's it's. I, I, I'm glad I'm not a manufacturer and I don't got to deal with that mess. For me, it's really simple. It sells, it stays. It doesn't sell, we get rid of it. So, very simple equation for us. You know, I was looking at Saka's line, and I'm not trying to pick on Saka here, but because I asked him this question, I said, "You know, you have a lot of broadleaf cigars right now. Do you worry about them competing with each other?" And I think the answer to him was pretty much yes. But he, right now, I guess they're moving, so you know, why not? But you think about, not a lot of guys could get away with Steve has has like four or five broadleaf lines right now, and right. Uh, you know, other guys just can't get away with that. Is what I'm saying. Yes, I, I agree. Um, you know, Saka. Fortunately, he does have a, a good way. His, his you know his broad leaves are are tweaked enough yes. where they're distinctly different. Um, but yeah, even as a whole, man, I, I've been noticing. You see a lot of broad leaf lately, man. See a lot, a lot of broad leaf, which Whoa. I find interesting because about two years ago, I think everybody I knew was crying that there was no broad leaf around. So right, you know, but there's a situation starting to happen in Ecuador right now, and it's, it's some, we have to watch it because they had a very rainy season in Ecuador this year. And it affected the crops. 
And there's a lot of rappers coming out of Ecuador. So yeah, it's going to be worth yeah. watching that in the next couple of years to see how that, that's going to shake out. Really? So if yeah. you're a Bano fan, you may want to yeah. stock up, huh? Or Connecticut Shade. You know, a lot of Connecticut Shade comes out of it. At Ecuador, yeah. You're yeah. Right. And there you have it. Guys finding their way into throughout the industry. Yep. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Abe. Did you see the latest Terrence Riley abomination? You mean I, I, the, the the Italian beef one, or there's a new yeah, one? Yeah, the Italian beef one. I, I what just what was that? Wait, what are we talking about? He went so, he went to Clutchburger with Fabian right. Ziegler. Yes. yes, and Fabian Ziegler was all happy to be a Clutchburger. But I zoom in on what he's he he went to yeah. Clutchburger and ordered some looked like strapped leather sandwich it was it was an italian beef sandwich at clutch yeah Park. i did see that you know that's like that's like you know going to a pizzeria and ordering freaking chop suey i mean why would you go not have a clutch burger right right and you know look it's uh you know you don't, the italian beef is a very it's even harder to get good italian beef than, than a cheesesteak a really good cheesesteak i'll say that uh, I think Italian beef requires more um, knowing the recipe. Yes, yeah. It, it's a little more uh, yeah. intensive. To well, me. not just that, too. I mean, you know, cheesesteak, you cook on the spot. Italian beef, you got to actually cook the whole roast yeah. and then slice it down, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and, and the, the thing is, is in the broth. The guys, guys who right, have a really right, good broth, right. that's just going to make meat. a that's good. Right, you know, right. I mean, no, you that's, want good meat, but if the broth ain't good, yeah. I don't care what good meat you in it, you're gonna have no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. something you literally have to cook the whole yeah. roast, you know, cheesesteak yeah. you cook as it. Uh, yeah, Abe, I remember when I first met you and I went down to West Palm and you sent me to that place, Fat Loose. I don't, they're not around anymore, right? Who's that? Fat oh, no, my cousin, no. He, he he's out that of was that, a great that was a great place. Oh, he bought he literally bought the sandwich down from Chicago. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I moved I, here. He moved here. He had a place called Munchies for a while, uh, that was in West Palm Beach, and then he uh -huh. opened up a bigger restaurant in Houndsdale called Fat Lou's. That was good. That and place. he had great Italian beef sandwich. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. would start. He would start that gravy day day or two yeah, before. That's, you know, yeah. You know, I was speaking of Terrence for a minute. I gotta call. I gotta call him out again. What do so, you do now? There was a post. So Laureen made a post in Agonorus Acolytes. I, I, I guess Law is a, um, a, a lobster fisherman. I think he was going lobster. Oh, he is? I, I, I don't know, know who was Maybe. in the dojo booth more, Law or the dojo, by the way. Just so so, so Law, Law <laughs> says it, it was in Agonorus, you know, hey, Terrence, you know, validating some lobster today. Let me know, blah, blah, blah. And Terrence, the, you know, the same guy who says, you know, all – all cheesesteaks are just meat sandwiches, and there's really no difference between any wow. of them. Proceeds to tell Law, I don't, I don't eat. You know, I'm not really into Florida, Florida lobster. I oh. much prefer the the Maine and, and New England lobsters as opposed to you know giving giving Law a speech on the nuances of, of lobster across the country. That is very so, ironic. Yeah, Mister. You know, yeah, it's all the same. It's just a meat sandwich. You know, here's the thing I said to Terrence, right? I said, Terrence, I can send you to a few places in Philly, and if you don't like it, I'll refund your money. I'm like, I'm trying to send you to the good places, but I, I think I think this is like in you know Saka esque fashion, just become Terrence oh yeah, thick. oh it totally is. I think it's just Terrence's shtick now. Let me let me get ugly looking food and see how awesome it is. Yeah. 
Well, here's a question more for you, Coop, because I didn't catch this here. Uh huh. Yes. Well, the catch answer, me up yeah. on this because I missed this. Um, there was on day three at the end of the trade show a um, they have this like rally that they do with, with CRA, right? And it's, it's that's day like, four. Day four. It's the day. It's the yeah, final. No, yeah. this was on the full. No, this was on the full day. Was it the final full day? Okay, maybe the final right. full day. Yeah. So, and they all gather in Rocky's booth. They've done this every year. And, yeah. and first of all, to paint it, they never put this on the schedule, right? Because it screws up your schedule because then you can't meet with people. But Carlito basically got on there and said he didn't call out specific names, but he did call out the people who weren't contributing. He just, you know, he called out people not contributing, basically. And it was one of those Carlito very passionate speeches that that was what's, given. What's not contributing? Sponsor, not contributing to the CRA or not contributing to the PCA. Um, this was CRA. Right. Okay. This was because CRA, it, but I think it was more about the fight too. And and there's people, you know, and this is Alex. This has been a battle in the industry for a while. Is that there's more people shouldering the financial load of the battle in Washington than other people. You know, here, here's the problem. Once again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. And they need to they need to really someone needs to pull in the reins and really figure this out. Mm -hmm. Okay. The CRA, because I was involved in the conception of it, the creation of it, the idea of it. In fact, I called the first meeting for it back in Houston. Um, was always designed to emulate the NRA and be a consumer-driven business. The power in lobbying lies in the people, not in our trade. They don't give a shit about the 50 or 60 manufacturers. They don't give a shit about the couple thousand retailers. But have a quarter million, half a million voter base, you have a little bit of something to work with. So the whole thing was literally, in fact, the name CRA was meant to sound like NRA. It was the yep. make consumer driven. And what the CRA has become is another trade organization. It's basically an organization funded from within the industry that represents the people in the industry mostly. I mean, it, it's for consumers' rights, but it's being run by the industry people, and it, it, they need to figure out how to get consumers yeah, involved. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. You need a spokesperson like Charlton oh, Heston. Yep. Top of my list, I would be working it. I would be doing it with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is that kind of guy you would like. He's already a cigar smoker. I don't think yeah. the tobacco industry is going to be something, whatever. Pay this guy a nice annual salary. Let him be your spokesperson. I don't know how many followers he got, but if you can get you know half of them to say, hey, I'm going to subscribe you know, $5 yeah. a month, $60 a year, you will fund the CRA. To me, you're right. It has to be Abe. You just meant it has to be someone at that level. Like, yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan. I mean, I could probably put maybe Guy Fieri would fit in that role too, but there's not a lot of people who could fit in that role with cigar smoke. No, no, no. Um, but you're gonna have to write a check to do it, you know. Um, you know, Guy Fieri it might be a little bit harder because I think he's more mainline than Joe Rogan. And you know, to back, but I don't think Joe Rogan would give a shit, you know. No, I don't think so really either. Don't. I mean, if, if I was in the CRA, that'd be the first guy I'd be trying to sit down meetings with. You know, tell him the importance. He's, he seems to be an avid cigar smoker, too. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and give this guy an annual salary. Make him yeah. a spokesperson. It's what it's required. And let the membership be run by the, the will of the people. Because right. that, that's 
that's an organization that will have power. It really will. But they're stuck in this basically manufacturer-funded organization at this point because that's what the CRI – I guarantee you, I I don't know the numbers, so I'm talking out of my ass, but my guess is, is that the contributions from within the industry far exceed what they raise selling that sampler pack every year and their oh, membership. Yeah. yeah. Which well, that's backwards. Yeah. They're four years almost without an executive director. They never replaced Gun Loop. So they have no leadership really going on there right now. They're, they're another, they're, the word I use with them is rudderless right now. Uh, their social media campaign has been very disappointing. I'll say that they don't. They I'm don't. looking at it now. It's, I mean, uh, 90% of the posts are cigar of the day and look at this cigar shop. Right, I can see I can see supporting the retailers and the cigar shops, but I mean they should be using social media to create awareness on all the things going on, and they're not doing that. I'll I'll give PCA and BCA credit; they were in Washington this week, and while they didn't talk about why they were in Washington, they created awareness that they were in Washington. I'll give them credit on that. But you you don't see anything with CRA. You just you see cigars of the week. From a select group of companies, and and they'll share one publication's articles, and that's it. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I really almost think that this would almost be a viable thing because I think it would relate to him being like a Charlton Heston version. Yeah. I don't think I don't think this is as absurd as a you know nomination as as it sounds. I you know, but you'll never know until you ask, until you well, try. You you make him. Like CRA chief or CRA president, yeah. right? But you have an executive director who's running the stuff behind the scenes. Yes, so you make that. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, you just make him your spokesperson. He makes a couple of videos, ads, talks about, put stuff on the, you know, stuff for the content for the website and social media. You know, maybe you do a gala once a year that he hosts that you could sell tickets for. I mean, it's endless. But once again, but but you know, the problem I'm seeing is I look at what CRA is doing with this social media page. And I don't see them that I don't think that's helping fund themselves. They need more fundraising. That's not helping fund yourself by putting up pictures of an Ashton cigar. Right. Um, it's just right. not it's not doing that. So I, I don't quite I, I understand don't, the whole I direction think, of what they're I don't doing. Think right they're now. In the fund base. You see the problem with the CRA and what will never work long term. And you can see it because they have this kind of meeting every year. And I don't think it's the first time they've talked about people who didn't contribute. This no, it's like not. A, it, it just Carly was very fiery about it. This right. Year. Right, I didn't. I didn't go to that meeting this year because it was basically the same as last year and the year before. So I, I you know, there's no part, point for me to see the rerun. But um, it's not a fundraising. They don't do fundraising. They do begging. Begging never works. You know, guy, you know, I get a lot of. Yeah, I agree. Begging um, never works, man. It only gets you so far, and then you just can't keep. The, you know, the guys are are wholehearted and believe in it, and then the guys. There are some guys who, one, don't financially really have the extra funds to spare. And if they do, they got a choice. I got extra my dollars. Do I help use that dollars marketing my company? Do I need to donate it? And, you know, it's – yeah. So that's why you have to find a way to fund it outside our industry. Our industry can still contribute. Right. But you can't make it the necessity for the bloodline for it to thrive. We need that that big donor. That big donor. You hear about these lobbying donors – Especially on the anti-tobacco end, we need that big donor, and we haven't we haven't been able to get that big fish yet. Because you know who gets the big donors? Awesome spokesman people, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, even the names on the we talk about are, are like Schwarzenegger. These are worthy names that you should be aiming for, right? 
but even on the smaller level, I don't know if it's changed in recent years, but one of the big complaints I would hear from even, you know, local customers who signed up from CRA was like, uh, you know, the only time I get an email from the CRA is when it's time to renew my membership. So I don't know if that's changed at all, but I mean, that's, that's something I used to hear about. Like, look, I've been very critical. I've been very critical to communications. They've been awful. They've been awful. Which which poses another problem. This, this is not a CRA bashing show where, no. We're talking because we care about it. We believe yeah. it's a needed. We believe that it's a needed something needed within our industry, but it's frustrating because when the perception is you're not as functional, it makes it that much harder to people to donate. Sure. Why do I want to throw in good money that's not going to be spent well or handled well? Yeah, it's not going to ultimately really benefit a cause, and it becomes that much harder psychologically for people even to donate. I agree. That's how I feel about my taxes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's little things like even Abe, I couldn't change my credit card information on the CRA website. It's like the ability to do that is gone. And I'm like, I wanted to change my credit card because I got a new credit card. So I just waited till they couldn't swipe my credit card, you know, to do it. And then, then I updated it. But it was like, you know, there's little things like that. They're just not, you know, it's just they're not doing like I said, they need they need a new executive director. They need uh, to recharter this thing. They they need to do a lot of work right now with CRA. But I think they need they need new leadership and they need that spokesperson in the worst way. Yeah, I don't know what their coffers are like, but they need to really either find a way to do some one big epic thing or something so they can initiate stuff like this. Yeah, I mean. How much do you think a guy like Joe Rogan would want to be a spokesperson for the year? It's not like he's going to run around and do millions of. He might have to show up to something two, three times a year. Might have to make some videos and commercials a couple times. What do you think a guy would want? A couple hundred thousand, maybe quarter. Yeah, I would say two fifty. Two fifty a year. Yeah. You know, and I guarantee I, you, you, you could probably raise that money if you said if if behind the scenes you said we can get this guy. Here's the other thing too, and and I I I watch the Joe Rogan podcast on occasion. I always check. So Joe Rogan's podcast is not a podcast that is just like him interviewing celebrities. There's all kinds of people on there, and a lot of which I've never heard of. Um, I don't think it'd be far fetched for you know if if they attempted to you know hey can can we. You know, I don't know if anybody's there to do that. You know, I feel like a Gwen Loop uh, could have done something like right. that. Right, who's the face to approach that's, him? That's right. And, and look, and here's the problem. You know, look, Joe Rogan podcast, like a three and a half hour podcast. I don't know if who's going to be equipped to be able to carry this conversation. Because I mean, I don't know. Maybe they have a lot of information and stuff going on. We don't really know because we don't. They don't communicate to us. But yeah, I mean, look, a lot of people in Rogan's podcast are not like uber celebrities. He just he he likes interesting topics and, and interesting people yeah. to talk to. I mean, it wouldn't be far fetched. Unfortunately, there's there's no one that I'm aware of. In the well, I mean, listen, we need to talk to him off the podcast. Honestly, no one can listen to three hours of legislation and tobacco podcast. It's literally like the most. Yeah, yeah but listen, that's that's Joe shit. Rogan's that's Joe Rogan's thing is his ability to you know yeah, yeah. stretch stretch that you know take these you know because a lot of the guys you know it's these nuanced subjects and he just you know pulls it out. Next thing you know, he'll have. Glenn Loop talking about psychedelics and shit, you know, with yeah. Joe Rogan. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's just nobody there to even attempt you know, that. I, I heard, I've heard the Giuliani name a, a hundred times. I know he's been at the Great Smoke, but I don't think he's ever shown interest in trying to help this industry. Um, I, I, actually, I think he's he's shown that he won't do anything to help this industry. Right, right. Yeah. I think he likes cigars. There's nothing wrong if he wants to come to a great smoke and enjoy cigars, but no, he's not. I don't know if anyone tried to write. I, at this point, I don't think it would be a good idea to bring him in. But, but uh, no, not at ago, all, not at all. For, yeah, not at all. But, but yeah. ten years ago, yes, it would have been a great idea to bring him in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. He's too. Yeah, he's too. Yeah. But ten years Absolutely. ago is a different story. You know, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, you know. Now there's I, there's I couldn't even think who one would be. I don't know. Not a big enough know, name. But I mean, it, not it, a big it, enough it, name. You, you start looking at politics. You know, it's like it's female. Marco Rubio is is the guy like carrying the cigar torch right now in the political sphere. Absolutely. Absolutely, he's probably the one. But he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna run a lobbying organization or, or no, be a spokesperson. No, obviously, for obviously, no. So yeah, I mean, they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot, and they're not, they're not helping themselves either. Is it time to start, bro? I'm so behind. I, I, I'm not even like. I'm already like. No, I was not, actually thinking about that this morning. <laughs> uh, we're not behind. Show. We're not behind the Great Smoke. As far as like, we got all the swag pretty much done. I mean, we got all the it's in production and stuff, and some really cool shit this year. Um, but we're looking to rechange the format a little bit, a lot actually, and the organization that you know it's either going to end up working to be ten times better, or it may not work, and we don't do it again. I mean, we're just going to have to try it and see. It's kind of something we've been going back and forth. So when you're implementing a change like that, it's a lot of nerves, and I feel like I'm way behind on that so we'll see how it goes yeah we're chugging along you guys will be fine, mm. you guys will be fine. i know someone with tickets oh look who decided to show his face oh look it's vince I haven't seen vince in a while vince actually does have tickets to tgs 2024 already yeah who do you win him from us or evan I can't remember. yeah he won him he won him i don't know but he won him he did win him did he win tickets for tgs or the dinner i can't remember i can't no, keep track. it was a whole deal it was a whole deal. I don't know. I don't remember what that was for, but it was a whole deal. You're going to have to remind us how and when you won. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're going to have to remind us. It was both, but I forget what it was for. Yeah. Uh, uh. According to Google, Google uh, here we go. Jennifer Lopez, Selma Hayek, Yada, Holly Klum. I think they're just. I don't think they really. Yeah, I don't think they really smoke cigars. I just think they've been on the cover of Aficionado or held one. And even if they did, none of none of those names will will would be willing to publicly go out and fight. Rihanna's pregnant right now too, so she's not uh, smoking cigars. Yeah, she didn't have that baby yet. Maybe I don't know. She was looking pretty plump in the Super Bowl. (laughs) They hasn't come out yet. Maybe, maybe it did. I'm, I'm behind. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really stay up on Rihanna. But um, I'm, I'm assuming she's probably not lighting up cigars right away either. So, right, right. Uh, no, but uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, still, I just I was watching Stallone's reality show. His daughter smokes cigars. I mean, they actually had it. They actually, 
The, yeah, the family storm. Yeah, the family I, I storm. It. Which one's I, the first episode? Been... The first episode. Okay. They portray cigars very positively in that episode. By the way, it, it, was, there was a couple of episodes he had cigars. He was passing yeah. out his birthday and whatnot. Yeah, he's got the Davidoff Sal- Royal Salomonis. He's passing out. It actually, mm-hmm. had the Davidoff ones right on there. But they have a scene where the daughters go into a cigar store and they're looking in the humidor That's and right. they're smoking in the lounge. It was it was very well positive for the industry. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, there you go. Coming from home. You know, but female guests always do good numbers on the coop show over the years. Well, because they're connecting with the men. They're connecting with yeah, yeah. They've always done well. <laughs> yeah. Like Ariel and uh, Jose Blanco's wife have done some of my highest numbers. Is is Stallone Stallone's of Florida? What's he, Miami guy? Yeah, Palm Beach. Palm Palm Beach. Beach. Yeah, Palm Beach. You know what's funny? Did I ever tell you when he talked to Adrian? No. Yes, you did. You did. You did. It was a a great moment. I actually got to talk to him on the phone. So, um, one of our good customers, um, he was actually on. Uh, what was Trump's show called? The, uh, the Apprentice. Yes, he, he was actually on The Apprentice as one of the big donors for one of the celebrities that was on there, and um, he was he was actually good friends with with Harry Hersey, my partner. The, the, the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't say the name, but long story short, he's actually very close with Stallone. So I happened to be in West Palm. He stopped in. We we're talking, and I showed him the barbershop we opened up next door. And Adrian, my partner in the barbershop, um, if you've been to the Great Smoke, you've seen him. He's my partner that works at the Real Clips booth and was shaving people up with the with the dreads. And um, our, our barbershop is movie-themed. So uh, there's little TVs in the mirror so you can watch movies while you're getting your hair cut. That's what we call it Real Clips, like a movie yep. reel. And each station kind of has a movie theme above it. And Adrian's was Rocky. And you know, there's a big picture of us just alone from Rocky right. and on it. So he saw that. And he says, oh, I got to get Rocky on the phone. He gets Rocky on the phone and uh, puts him on and start telling him. And I told him about our barbershop and I told him about the thing. And I said, well, here, my partner, Adrian, was like, his name is not Adrian. I said, yeah, it really is Adrian. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> we put him on the phone and Rocky was talking to Adrian. We opened up our barbershop. I was <laughs> yeah. His name is not really Adrian. I'm like, yeah, Rocky. It's, it's funny. funny. It's funny. It's funny how you can seamlessly call Stallone by his actor, by his most famous character's name. You call him Rocky. And, but without, you know, because he is. Stallone is Rocky. He's I literally Rocky. called him Rock. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I might have called him Sly now that I'm thinking about it, but who knows? But yeah, I could have easily have called him Rock. But uh, you know, it was it was kind of a funny, cool little little thing. But you know, Rock would be another good candidate for the CIA. But, but the point the point of the being is, is, this is a path they should investigate. They should go down. They should really put some effort in because that's the step that really makes this. Yeah. A national organization where you can almost start, you know, people are proud to belong to the NRA, man. They show it off. They got it on their cars. They got it. And if I run into one or two people in a year who are proud to be part of the CRA, I, I, I honestly, I don't even maybe run into one or two people where I see it talked about or showed off. It's rare. And that's not good for our, for that organization. No. Right. So. Isn't there a... Uh... 
Stallone's the cigar brand? No relation to yes. Sylvester Stallone? But, yeah. yeah, there is. Um, but it, yeah, it's no relation. It's a theme around horses because Stallone is Italian for stallions. Oh, um, not bad cigars for the price. He was at the trade show, too. For the price point, they're, they're, he's making them out of a small factory in Nicaragua, and uh, they've, been pretty, they've been pretty good, most of the ones I've had. Speaking of Stallone and Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, episode, you know uh, episode one of season seven of Teal the Tape is this week. And I'm telling you, man, this was a hard category. I was on the phone with a couple of our regulars last night having a cigar, and they were questioning me about it. And they were na- they must have rattled off ten names. I'm like, not on my list, not on my list. Uh, and the funny thing was, is every one of those I thought about, they just didn't make my list. That's how hard this list. Was. They didn't name one. I went, oh, how did I forget that guy? You know, it's it's it. Uh, it was really hard. I don't know how you guys did it, but it was. It was, it was this was the hardest one by far. It was really, really, really. It was hard. really hard. Um, yeah, it, it it wasn't hard to make a list. It was hard to narrow it to 10. Right. I, so listen, my list was like 24 when I was writing them down. It was 24. I had to narrow it down to 10. You know, there were a lot of minor characters that I, I struck off the list. They were just too minor to, to make a top 10 list. But there were some really good tough guys and very you know that had smaller roles. Right. And, right. I, and I just said I have to eliminate those. I, I got one, and I don't know if he's a minor, but he I wasn't like the star of the show. He was totally not a minor role, though. But I'm struggling. I'm wondering if I'm gonna X him or not. So your list is fluid, huh? I I, I, I have ten, but one it. is what you know. One is mm, I don't know. It was it was yeah. It would be interesting to see. It would be yeah, interesting man. to see. Can you Find start over with Scott here? <laughs> there he is, Secretary of State. Oh, he's sleeping in. Sleeping in, or did he just get? Is he sleeping in, or did he just get done like walking home oh, from yeah. Miami last night or something? <laughs> Evan has this new thing where he goes on epic walks, or he's doing his honey to do list, one or the other. Or there's that. Yeah. Or there's that. Yeah, that's actually funny, Brian. <laughs> Essentially, it is the case of the Expendables. Yeah, pretty much. It's All those true. guys are, you know, avid yeah. cigar smokers. Yep, it's true. Well, you know, we got to meet him at the trade show. I actually, got to talk with him. Actually, he invited me. I guess he's, you know, his one-man show is coming to Palm Beach next next year in February. So he invited me to the show. You know, he seemed very open. He talked to a lot of people. It'd be interesting to see how, you know, what Chaz does in the cigar industry, whether he'll be as involved as Guy is. And, you know, it's it's still early to tell, but we'll see. Yeah, we our interview with him is publishing this week, by the way. We did interview him. He's he's not a cigar a cigar smoker per se. I mean, he, he's, he's not. He's no, not. But he supports the industry, which is an interesting angle. He understands the... Well, uh, I mean, the know. question is, and I'm, I'm not meaning any district, does he support the industry? Or does he support the industry now that he has a cigar that he's selling? Well, okay, he, he wants I mean, to be a part of the cigar industry. Let's, let's, you're right, yeah. that has to be corrected, yes. Yeah. I mean, but, um, you know, obviously he said all the right things. I'm doing this as a tribute to my grandfather. But, but he was very point blank. I'm not, a, I'm not like a regular cigar smoker. What's funny is I wonder if he'll become one. Never know. Right. I see what happened a lot here with higher people who 
a casual ah oh, once in a blue moon celebration all of a sudden they become a cigar you know geek right away, you know within a year or two so yeah sports industry or is he trying to exp- alan rubin always fucking stirring the shit we, we went 55 minutes without a comment maybe he just woke up no, he 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 set a record on our show for comments on Thursday. As much as I would love it, not in any universe. Yeah, and by the way, I corrected yeah. that comment. No, it wasn't that he supports you. He is a part of you know. He has a brand in the industry. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, uh, Jordan's just never been a guy to take up any real anything. You know, anything. Well, look, I know Jordan. I know Jordan smokes a lot of Cubans because I do know people close to him in Charlotte. You know, he obviously. Was part of the Charlotte community for a while, so I do know that he is mostly a Cuban cigar smoker. Yep, gonna so I don't know if he'd be a good fit. At uh, all. He's just not a guy. He just not. He's not a guy that's take. He stays in his lane. He's not a guy. That's yeah, that's not his. That's not his deal. Yeah, no. Jordan's a big time smoker for sure. He's just not yeah. a guy that's taken up really causes of anything. You know, in his time, he he, he kind of. Stays in his own lane. Does yeah. his own you know, I ran into him at Rachel's once. Did you? Yeah, I gave him. An, I had a, a pack of cigars with me. I ended up giving him an Ashton VSG. I got to shake his hand, walk up to him. I lived in Chicago many years. Ran into him, whatever. He used to get his hair cut across the street from our family grocery store. Him, Scotty, and a lot of the players. But um, no, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not gonna walk up to him while he's getting a haircut. But sure. Um, yeah, it was kind of nice. Talk. For about thirty seconds, maybe forty-five yeah. seconds, I told him from Chicago. Watched them play growing up, and it was cool. It was definitely a, a moment in my life. Yep. No, oh, yeah, I met the guy. Nice, he was nice to me. Non-smokers buying shoes. So this is funny. I don't know if you guys ever done this. I, I I've never done it, but my 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 kids are into it. You know, my daughter actually has an account, so she insisted she wanted to do this with me. You know, Nike lets you design your own shoes. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can literally pick the swoosh color, the lace color, the eye yeah, color. Oh, yeah, everything. Everything. So I designed my first Nike shoe with Petra. And it's going to be delivered on uh, Monday. Monday, I think. Uh, you ain't going to see it. Nope. Yeah, you ain't going to see I it. I can't see a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was my. Let's see. Yeah. No, it's never going to happen. It's never going to get it. Yeah, it's too far away. Yeah. Is that blue? It's a light blue and black shoe. Looks like a Jordan Carolina blue. It's not that bright, but um, I kind of designed it in a way where the swoosh kind of disappears in the background. It's kind of cool. We'll see how it is. I'll post the picture up when I get it. But I've never done it before. Petra talked me into it. So she's more excited about the shoes coming in than, than I am. She really gave me a space. They're coming. They're coming. It's funny, what, <laughs> funny what the kids get into. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot more coming up. Hour two of KMA Talk Radio. This week, I'll be doing the Name That Jam. Alex will be doing the Would You Rather. And uh, we got a lot more fun stuff. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 Phenomenal.
My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, AJ Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, an amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve Green with the Dope to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn, you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smokin' Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Yeah, that was great. It's perfect. Welcome back. Hour number two of KMA talk radio episode number 504 on a stay here along with the gang alex tavella the goat and william the stoop 
Cooper. Man, I had a bad sneeze and it was coming right on the end of that. I'm like, come on, get it out, get it out. <laughs> you know, I just, I just something occurred to me. You know, as the commercial went on and, and the uh, aging room. You know, when I think about music and 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 cigars, like Raphael actually comes to mind more to me than Avo at this point. Well, because Avo's yeah. been dead for a long time now, so yeah, you know, and they don't make that thing. But that's what that was Avo's. That was Avo's literally domain not to make yeah. a pun Avo would uh, go to an event and he played a piano that was a big right, thing. Right. we had yeah. him we did an event in west palm beach uh, where we bought a grand piano it was called a night under the stars with Avo, and he did a little concert there was a five-piece accompaniment we bought in and it was actually a really good good night so alex we need to remember to do this i, I told marissa to start scheduling us don't let us forget weekly meetings but we need to do this at least once a month. Wait, yeah, you yeah, gotta get there. Yeah, those were. Yeah, I can do that. Right I, have, those again. I have them. I have a template. I can. Do yeah, that. I have, I have Carlos create a graphic or something for. Dumb I have graphic. it. I have the graphic. The old one, the original one. Yeah, we, we had a funny one. The original, yeah. One. yeah. No, I, I have the. Uh, I have the template. All right. Well, as always, we like to start our two, testing the musical acumen of our fans. And the segment's brought to you by the fine folks of Avo Cigars. It's time to name that jam. Before I start, I totally love this idea. And I actually have an app where I can call him from like a New York area code and it has a voice synthesizer. But the, ad, the odds that Paul DeGracco will pick up a phone right. right now is about zero. Yeah, he's Chuck E. Cheese. Um, there's a couple of ideas we can maybe do with that, though. But yeah. zero. But I could do that. Yeah. I, could I, do that. I, I have something we maybe able to work or, well, that would, that would make it work for him in this case. I don't want to say it on I mean, the air, though. I mean, I can call him right now and mess with him, but he won't pick up the phone. So, anyways, this is my first week of Name That Jam. All right, so bear with me. I don't know if it's going to be a good one or not. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks for me to find my groove as to where, you know, everybody might get this, everyone might get this right off the bat, but we'll we'll see how I did. Uh, we're going to play. Alex, you don't know what it is, yeah? No. All right, we're going to play a little snippet of this song, and we're going to see if you can name that jam. All right, Coop, Coop, so, I got it. I got it. So, uh, I got it. I I have I have Good the one, artist. I have the video. I can't remember a word of the song, let alone the title. But I have the artist, I, in the I, and I have the title. So this is hey, this was a great pick, by the way. Yeah, yeah. this was really good. This, I, I mean, this is just you know, if not for the great video, the, I the, the, the chat's getting it. One of the best videos of all time. Yeah, that's oh, what that, I can't. I can't remember word of the song or the name, but yeah, the the video. At, you know, Al, yeah, it looks like it looks my like it might have been a little too easy this week. I might have to come back a little tougher next week. But let's go ahead and reveal because I think everybody's got this one. Yeah. 
love that. Epic. The Alice in Wonderland music. video is yes. epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Like I, I couldn't remember the name of the song, but epic, epic music video. Yeah. Epic, epic. I just didn't know if people would recognize Tom, that. Tom Petty, the Mad Hatter, was just, it was, yes. it was so yeah. well done. That I normally don't like those conceptual videos. I like, yeah. but that was so good, that video. No, you know, Abe, if not if not for the video, I, I I don't think I'd have been able to pick it off. But the video, you, know, is you know, it is a classic intro. But you know what? Any other part of it, I was going through the song, just seemed like it was too obvious. Gives it away too much. Yeah, that's once it hit that part, and I was hoping that little intro might have been forgotten by some people. So, the, so there's 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 usually two spots. It's either the intro or if there's a break in the song that kind right. of goes a little bit. Oh my God! What fucking rock do you live under? Really? Um, oh my God! Like I said, if nothing, if if nothing else, if not the it's video a, itself, I mean, it's. The, I get that this wasn't his highest charting top song, but it was right. still a top forty song. But it was the video that put this thing over the top. That yeah, was, was that awesome. was the thing, especially for its time. Yeah, right. it was. You know, eighty-five when you came watch, out. When you watch music videos from you know the eighties and nineties, man, they were terrible. Right, right. I mean, they really they were. were. They were terrible, most of them. You know, this was amazing. This is a great video. Well, everybody almost named that jam this week. I, and that's still was. a good pick. That's that still was a good, good pick. pick, Abe. That was, that was not – was, I thought it was a good pick. Yeah. But uh, brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars, always bringing you elegant tones and symphonies with tobacco. There you have it. Petty did a similar. Oh, that was another good video. That's when he was uh, dancing yeah. with dead Kim Basinger, right? Yeah. Yep, dancing yep. Mary Jane. Yep, man. Yep. You know, I was a big, I was a big Petty, Petty fan growing oh, up. I love, I love the Wilburys. I love that. I was that just going to say that, but you know, most people don't know that. And unfortunately, Roy died after what album two? Album and one, he died. Album one, that was the video with him with the rocking chair empty. Yeah. But that was, it was Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynne, right? Four? Or did I miss somebody? Uh, George Harrison. George Harrison. That's right. Five. Yeah. George yeah. Harrison. Uh, one of, they, did, they did two albums, and that was it. They did one without Roy, right? They did one. The second one was without Roy. Yeah. And then I think when they were looking at the third one, Harrison then got sick. So. Yeah. Traveling had the cancer, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta really, uh, you know. Sometimes I say that, and everybody looks at me cross-eyed, like, "Oh, yeah. traveling Wilburys, man! What a, what a great, what a band of legends, legends, I mean, legends!" There's a couple of documentaries out on making that first album, which is amazing how they. Oh, did. I gotta screw! I gotta find them. Yeah, and I'll I'll see if I can find the link because what's weird is they 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 show the recording sessions of this thing, so you actually see they filmed a lot of the recording sessions of this, which was really cool. Speaking of music, we lost another one this week, right? What's the few this week? Did we? I know Sinead yeah. O'Connor was one I saw. No, did she die? Yeah. Well, Tony Bennett what was happened? I didn't hear about it. I don't know. They, they don't she know. not that old. They, 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 do you, Alex, so yeah. I don't consider Sinead O'Connor this great musical icon. Like, she had one hit song. She that, had that one hit song that was a Prince song she got. I think it was, it was more all controversial. Right. She started. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her Pope thing and all that stuff was her. Yeah. Probably yeah. Much higher than, you know, her, her music. I mean, she was yeah. talented. She had a great, that, that the Prince song she covered was great, but I just never thought that musical career went anywhere. 
You know, Casey, I stopped watching the news a long yeah, she, time she ago. She was 56. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, she age. wasn't that old. That's my age, I know. I've come to learn there's nothing good that comes out of watching the news. I mean, really nothing good. If something's big, I'll usually hear about it from somebody or social media, but yeah. I didn't hear about Facebook post or, yeah. at all. Let's see here. No, Coop. She really is talented. Oh, Coop. Uh, Chad, hey, we're going to be talking about this on uh, Jukebox on Monday, too. So tune in on that. Yeah, we're doing our music show and. uh Dave, Dave, my partner, thinks she is very talented. I don't – I just – she didn't have that – I just don't think she translated to that level of commercial success that a lot of people consider her a musical icon. Oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's very sad. Very Ugh. sad. She had Jeez. some serious, like, issues with mental health and there were a few cries for help she had. It's a, it's a tragic situation. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I could imagine. That had to be awesome. Oh, that is... That really... I think that was, like, one of his great moments, that guitar solo at the end with Prince. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people... Like, Prince always had his detractors, but after that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance, he really came into his own and got garnered a lot more respect after that. I tell you, one of the best experiences I ever had at a concert, I went and saw Lenny Kravitz, and, and Prince came out to do the encore. It was fucking crazy. It was wild. He was doing a lot of that towards, you know, the last years of his career, yeah. The last 20 years or so. He kind of liked doing that role. He, there's stuff where he's gone on stage with Chaka Khan and stuff like that and done it. So it's he kind of liked doing that. Yeah, he took on that role. He took on that role, and he did it really well. And boy, Lenny Kravitz, that's a great, great concert. It was a great show. I saw it here in West Palm Beach. It was a great show. And then to get great, Prince, a great performer, yeah. Yeah, to get Prince on top of it is a is oh a, my know, goodness, cap off, yeah. man. We, we walked away fucking winning. We walked yeah. away winning that concert. And, and from what I understand, these are not planned most of the time. He just will show up and at the backstage, you know, perform. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Tell Prince he can't, can't come. No, on? he can't perform. Yeah. Yeah. No one. No one. No one knew. Yeah. I mean, you could tell the crowd went absolutely because actually, you know, it's funny because you know. He started playing off stage, you know, because Lenny had been now off the stage maybe for a minute, maybe even two. Right. He started playing off stage. So everybody heard the guitar, and the lights come on, and then like five seconds later, this short guy walks out, you know, and you can't tell who the fuck it is if you're sitting way out in the lawn or or whatever, you know. I mean, I think back then I could only afford lawn seats, you know. So Prince is such an interesting character, man. Oh, amazing, amazing! I mean, One of probably the most gifted musicians of our time. One of most gifted would play every instrument on an album. Guy, yeah. You know, for, for, for his body of work, the guy was actually a Jehovah's Witness, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like five foot two, but apparently he could smoke you on a basketball court, no less. Yeah. I mean, he's just such an interesting guy, man. He was a huge basketball fan, I found out, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a player, yeah. But yeah. Prince yeah. played, you know, that whole Charlie Murphy, you ever seen the Dave Chappelle skit where they would play? And, you know, like that was a real thing. You yeah. know, Prince yeah. was, was a real deal on the basketball court. No, and, and you know, we all talk about everyone holds the Super Bowl halftime show performances to what he did. That's sure. the standard everyone holds it to. Sure. Uh, I'm just curious as to how your mind went to that spot right now. <laughs> he's, he's probably on the toilet. No, send Paul itself. Oh, he's probably singing along with Chucky right now. And, uh, yes. With the, with, the, yes. with the birthday cap and uh, hat, you know. <laughs> oh, I would love to have somebody send us some videotape of what he's doing right now. Yeah, send anyone, Steph a text. You know, tell her to snap. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
get this. this is cool. She's gotten good material for us before. <laughs> yes, true. She has. She has. Like she's the one who came. She's the one who got you guys the dress video, right? The yes. photo. Yeah, she sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the photo. But didn't yeah. he, wasn't there a video too? I thought and he was. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, a video. Him walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a video. Him walking out. Shameless. Shameless Paul. Shameless Paul. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> oh man, after my own heart. Sleeveless uh, Vince, good to see you this Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us, buddy. It's uh, it's hot out there. It's hot across the country. It's it, definitely. It, it's uh, rare. It's, we're going through a very heavy heat wave here in Charlotte right now. I literally was going to say, I really don't remember summers being this brutal. It is a hot summer. Well, that last those last two days when we were in Vegas, uh, I left on Wednesday, and that was it was getting into that one fifteen territory, out even out there. So yeah, R- Rivers, our graphic artist, who went to Vegas, what the uh, like oh, when I you, after you guys came him. back. He went yeah. to the restaurant that we had went to. Yeah, I forgot to ask he, him what he, thought. he said it was hitting 116 out there when he was out there. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, the one year I remember we actually hit 119. I remember that one year it hit 119, and that was two years ago, I think. But but this has been like nationwide because I know Bear, who's in Texas, he's had 100 degree days right now where he is. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting factoid right there. I did not know that, Danny. Good, good job. Yeah, that's a real interesting factoid. I did not know oh, that Danny, either. Danny, Danny's an Ocala guy, so he knows his local history. You know, I had property in Ocala. Danny had to had to get rid of it. Had to get rid of it. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the community name. Oak, something Oak. I can't remember. They say July. Ways off from it. Ocala is north of Tampa, right? Ocala? Yeah, it's far. It's from north. Far yeah, away. it's about yeah. a six-hour, five, six-hour drive. Yeah, us. yeah. I, I bought that property as an investment property. Never saw it. Ended up selling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot everywhere, man. It's, it's hot. Yeah, man. No, it's like, it's across the country. You know, I sit on the lanai most late nights. You know, I get home yeah. after I have dinner and bullshit with the kids. I sit on the lanai. Man, it is brutal. I mean, I got a little fan I put out there in the summer, but it doesn't do nothing. I end up just getting all moist just sitting outside, even in the shade. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait till it cools up. What well, we got? Maybe another, well, we got at least another month of heat. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, we got another day. month or so of heat. We have, you know, when we're like weird hurricane time of year for us usually comes around late august september didn't we have didn't we have a hurricane in november last year yeah it was late yeah. it was yeah late. it was past hurricane season yeah we always get the rains from every hurricane though they find the yeah, we always the remnants will always go our way so flooding is a big air, a concern where i am because we have a lot of creeks in charlotte so if you're near those creeks, they flood, and that's that's the that's the problem. You know, I don't know if it's global warming, or I don't know if if it's because the axis actually is in a rotational move, right? It's the, the Earth doesn't spin on a straight axis; it kind of wobbles a little bit. Um, but it's undeniable that the seasons are are shifting. Um. I think it's cyclic, though. I think it's just always going to be cyclic. 
You know, I don't, I don't know why it's like. It's, I remember, I totally remember growing up as a kid in Chicago, snowing on some Halloweens, definitely, yes. definitely snow for Thanksgiving because we play football you know, every Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, we almost had snow every Thanksgiving, always snow by Christmas. Chicago's not seen snowfall till January, late January yeah. now for snowfalls, you know, yeah. um, which is really, really insane. So I don't know. But I really, I really think that seasons are shifting along the calendar. But I think they'll shift back. Is my point. I think it's something really shift back. Yeah, probably. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I haven't said. You know, I've seen the, the moving forward. I haven't seen it sliding back yet. So I don't know how yeah. long that cycle is. I, I remember I was down in Florida. I think it was 2018. It was like 16 degrees in Jupiter, right? <laughs> and and no one will talk about global warming when that happens. So no. No, no, that will be all of a sudden that argument will be forgotten about when it's 16 degrees in Jupiter. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, problem that is, is all the iguanas laying frozen on the ground. Have you ever seen yeah. that? I haven't seen one yet. I have, I have, yeah, I have. Did I, I ever tell you the, the George Castro story? The West Palm, yeah, the West Palm, you might as well share it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, so one of our West Palms regulars, Castro, great guy, great guy. But the first year, he, he so he moved down here from Boston, right? So First year he's here, we get the cold front in wintertime. And, and iguanas, when it, it hits a certain degree, they kind of go into hibernation and, and, and their, their bodies freeze up and they'll literally fall out of the trees. So this guy like, sees... Like, like a log, like a stiff like log. Like a log, yeah. They get yeah. stiff. They go into some kind of hibernation. This poor guy, he sees these iguanas and I guess, you know, oh, it feels bad. These, all these poor iguanas are dead. And um, then proceeds to go and, and dig a <laughs> hole and bury the iguanas because he feels bad that they're dead, not knowing that at some point these these iguanas are going to wake up buried alive <laughs> somewhere. So don't know if the iguanas ever made it out of the hole. George oh, my tried, gosh. Tried to do a good deed and, and wound up burying uh, a few iguanas alive. <laughs> oh, he had to feel terrible when he found out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tim, it is it's actually, you know, it is an iguana apocalypse down here. They they have been like over the last few years, they've really spread like wildfire. They're all over the place. Yeah. You really they are something insane on a hot day, just go down gateway a yeah. quarter mile. There'll be two, three hundred of them on the grass right by the highway. Yeah. Like two to three hundred. Yeah. And the second they see people start walking like a hundred yards up. Yeah. No, what it is is there's there's that intercoastal lake, whatever it is, right, with, with all the trees and the, the shrubs yeah. around the lake. Then you have the little patch of grass in the sidewalk, and then you have the patch of grass by the road. They cross the sidewalk and come, and it'll be an ocean of iguana on that patch of grass by the side of the road. But a second they see you walking up, like I heard, you'll just see three, four hundred of them scurrying back into the marsh, into the into the thing. It's really unbelievable. Dinosaurs. Yep. Really are. Yeah, dinosaurs. it was like a six foot one. I got a video of six foot one walking through our parking lot. Yeah, the, the hotel I stay at had the problem of the iguanas coming out of out of the palm trees. I, I remember when it was one of those cold times I was in Florida. They're not yeah. even native to Florida. You know, if you go if you go to Jeff Borchwitz's Sand Lake store. There's that sand lake, and there's there's alligators in that lake. Sure, and uh, they'll yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen one up close once. That's oh 
And I guess Jeff said they've been in there for years, is what he's told me. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? I walk right up to them. Yeah, they, I mean, I've never had an iguana that hasn't taken off. I mean, I, well, they take off very yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I, I've gone the one I videotaped. I got within like 10, 15 feet, but he kept moving. He wouldn't like stop and let me. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he didn't freak out. Um, no, dude, I had a pet iguana in, in college, Sebastian. Sebastian. I have no problem walking. Okay, well, you've been called out, Tom. <laughs> Tommy got called out. Michelle actually made a great post or a great comment yesterday. It made me laugh. So Michelle posted one of her usual smoking mail calls. And, uh, Tom commented, "Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to try one of those Ferio Tego, Tego Sumas." Michelle commented back, "Oh, you got a mail call too." <laughs> <laughs> good cigar, by the way. Really good job, yes, with Michael. Did, with that. Yeah, did a, did a, did a really job. good job with that cigar. Yep. Did you interview Michael at the trade show? Yes, we did. How? How? Uh, you know, it's really funny. Well, you know, we I didn't get the chance to barely see Michael at the trade show. Um, how, how was it? How do you do? Was he happy with it? Yeah, he seemed very, very happy with it. Um, you know, we spent, he gave us a lot of time at the booth. Uh, that interview will be coming up this week. We'll publish it. And, uh, you know, he was very, he really wanted us to try the Sumas before we left Vegas. He's like, don't put those in any, like, don't worry about this resting them because I want you guys to smoke them now. So we, we smoked them the next day at, at the, at the media compound and they were really good. They were really good. He was right to smoke them. I think he I really just think, wanted, he felt it was the best product he had. I think the only time I got to really um, chit chat with him is when we went to his little function after the show. That yep, yeah, yep. That's where I saw you for the first time. I think that might have been the only time. That was probably the only time we yeah we were literally uh, that was, and he's done that every year. It's very nice that he invites us and everything. It's uh, he does it over at uh, Delmonico's every year. Uh, I know my guys love the appetizers there. So, I think the Monaco's is one of my wife's favorite places to go. Oh, it's a great place. I used to go there with my dad. I used to go there with my dad in New York. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't go to the dinners at the trade show. I kind of let the companies take out. You know, Matt and you know, as he comes with his son, uh, me and Brandy kind of go do our own thing. So it's kind of like a little couple's trip. No great dining experience. Uh, I mean, we went to Nobu, which is a favorite of ours, you know. But um, we went to Ramsey's Kitchen, a new place they opened up. But it was in the Harris. Harris is like a depressing yeah. casino to go. Yeah, it was it really depressing. is. It really is. It was a depressing casino to go to. But I got to tell you what, I was impressed with uh, Ramsey's Kitchen. Um, the food was good. I, I, I mean, I went there with Matt Tobacco a couple of years ago. Yeah, it is good. It, it, it's been open for five months, six months. Yeah. Cool. And it was a Ramsey property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a new one. Ramsey, yeah. Okay, then some Ramsey property because there's one at Caesars we went to. Oh, they're they're all over. He's got one okay. in Paris. So He's I, got I, one, yeah. I mean, if it's Ramsey, it's Ramsey in my book, right? Well, so I, mean, I don't know the if problem, the problem is that if you look at Ramsey's place outside of steak, which is just a steakhouse, uh-huh. none of them are really like high end places other than Hell's Kitchen, which I feel is always just like a little, uh, you know, like a touristy thing for me. Whatever, you know. Um, but Ramsey, the Ramsey's Kitchen in Harris was more of that kind of like, hey. But I was uber impressed with the price. 
don't know, it was because it was a hair or whatever, but they had this like prefix menu where you got a little bit of everything. They even give you half of beef Wellington. So you got to try a lot of stuff yeah. on the menu. And um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you can't eat a whole beef Wellington and have other shit, right? And beef no, no, I know that's Ramsey's thing. That's his thing, right? Yeah. So um, it was really, really, really good. Then they give you a little signed picture of him that you take home. With your, it was like a hundred and some bucks, which is really like in Vegas for good dining. That that was like yeah. super, super reasonable. Absolutely. Super reasonable. Yeah, yeah my good dining experience is with Jay Davis to Sushi Samba. Uh, which is a really good place. It's Brazilian and Japanese fusion cuisine. There's there was I used to go there in New York when I lived up there. And they have one now at um, the Venetian, and that was it's you get the small plates. That's the way to kind of order there. Excellent, excellent food. But after that, it, we like during trade show week we didn't have any fancy dinners. It was just not enough time. We no one wanted to be out late with the dinner. One of my favorite dining experiences there was Joel Rubichon. That place was off the hook. Amazing. In fact, Alex, there's a restaurant, um, Oceano in Lake Worth. Um, he trained under Joel Rubichon, and it is actually it's an awesome place. Every day the menu's different, and there's seven items on the menu. So if you want to know what they're serving that night for dinner, you gotta go on the website and look at it at one o'clock. Oh, right. You know, um, they don't take reservations, which sucks unless you're six or more. So my family. A lot six. of places do that now, yeah. So you can. Yeah, but my family's six, so this is the one time six actually works in our advantage. And when we go, there's usually like seven and nine items on there. We just order one of everything, and we just all when the plate comes, we all take a spoonful or two yeah. and just pass it around. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's always a fun time. That's all. You got plate you got a new place to try now too. Where I said you've been telling me about that forever. I got to get over there. I got to get. Yeah, over you got to get over there. Just just to circle it for you, um, that kid, my my friend who runs the restaurant. He was the head chef at Brulee, which you always used to love in, in Del Rey. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I gotta make it down there. Bar. I gotta make it down there. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know if you know him, Quentin. If you ran into him at any of your great smoke, but you know our guy Vinny, who owns the Del Rey. Uh, yes, he, is, uh, he actually does wrestle alligators. Yes, he, Vinny like friends with the Gator Boys. Yes. I mean, he is actually one of those guys. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. We do have a Gator Wrangler. Yeah. Gator Wrangler slash actor. Yeah. Slash actor. And a lot of uh, slashes. A lot of slashes. You know what's sad? I talked about watching it, it during COVID, and now I just realized I never got around to it. I never watched Graves End. Did you? No. Yeah, I really should. I think I'm I don't think the second. Episode actually did the second season come out yet? No, they're filming it. They're filming it. So he's up finishing filming. Yeah, because the first season only got like four episodes. So, yeah, but I want to watch it. I feel bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually watch it. Well, Vinny's not in. No, he was in the first season. No, no, just the second season. No, sadly, Vinny appeared in episode five, and oh, it it only made it to four, and then like COVID hit and all that, and it never. Yeah, yes, but I, I I think he's done a lot more, and at least he better have for as much as he was, you know, on set shooting for. But I think he's done some other things, but I don't even know what he's done. I don't think no. I think that no. I think he's been on some other things. I don't know. Can't keep up with Vinny. Oh gosh, I forgot to call him back yesterday. He just reminded me. We um we want to hit the scoop. 
It's the time to find out. You got you got you got some news for us this week? Yeah, Come we on. got some news. We got some news and new right. news. Yeah, we got some let's, new news too. Let's see what the hell's going on in Scar Street. It's time for the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. So what I'm going to do is I have two new releases or two releases this this uh, outside of PCA that were announced. And then I'll cover three other PCA releases. But uh, we were talking about um, Davidoff earlier on, Akiyabo, but uh, Camacho has a new release coming out. The uh, Camacho Broadleaf is, is, was announced. It's scheduled to ship in September. It's using a Broadleaf wrapper grown in Honduras. So this is kind of the new thing. I'm seeing a lot of people uh, do Broadleafs in Nicaragua and Honduras. Uh, last year, Alec Bradley brought the, the, their Honduran Broadleaf, and Rocky Patel brought one in. Now we have the Camacho Broadleaf. Um, so uh, it's the first time that Camacho has ever used a broadleaf, at least from what I've seen out there. Uh, it's going to be a reasonably priced line. The line's going to be priced from 925 to 1020 in three sizes, Robusto, Toro, and Gordo. So I, it's, I think it's the first new regular production Camacho release in a few years, actually. They yeah, haven't done well, a new one in a while. Once again, we're seeing broadleaf is not in shortage. No, but... It's Connecticut broadleaf is more scarce. <laughs> That's why people are going to Honduran broadleaf. Yes, True. yes, I've noticed and that. And Nicaraguan broadleaf, yeah. So there's a few people that have a good supply of Connecticut broadleaf right now, but a lot of people don't. So, um, you know, I think it's I think it's still a new newer leaf. I haven't really been overly wowed by it yet, but I think as time goes on, it will it will be a uh, a better thing to have. So look for that in September. Okay. We, uh, we of course, um, yeah, I agree. I, they didn't do a ton of skews on that. I like that too. Three skews is simple on that. Uh, I, I, we find have, it annoying. I find it annoying as a retailer when somebody comes out with nine skews for a cigar. No, and then they keep adding them and growing it. And it I mean, make sense I, honestly, I think three to four is pretty much the gambit. And down the road, yeah. if you want to do a little something, whatever, but coming out out of the gate with like seven to nine skews is, I just think, insane. Yeah, I think Nick, Nick Perdomo did five with the 30th. I thought that was like the perfect number for that. And it's the sizes he always releases. So that kind of made sense to stay consistent with his. Well, he has a format that he follows. So it's yeah. still simple, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, makes sense with that. Yeah, but fives, I think probably I wouldn't go more than five, is what I'm saying, if you're any new line. What else you got, Coop? All right, we have an STG release of the week that was announced. So, oh, boy. So this came from the general side. And, uh, the Does anybody series. have a running count of how many releases? I mean, we, we really should do a little they, research to see what the running count of releases for 2023 is. I can go do a, a, the overall count. I know mean, they had a nine-week streak at one point, but then yes. there's been, like, pockets of it now since. Uh, and a but, lot of stuff got announced at the trade show, too. But if you, if you had to guess, right, if you had to, how many releases do you think you've covered for STG? I got to say it's about 20, 20 to 25. In seven months. In seven months, yeah, I don't think I'd be it's off. It's more that than number. three releases a month. Yep, it's insanity. Yeah, and I know some of them are limited, but still, it's insanity because I don't know how you're developing your core lines uh, from that brand when you're coming out with all these limiteds. It's insanity. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, to finish the article. So, so this is a returning cigar. It's the Mortal Coil, uh, <laughs> and this is a release they released a couple of years ago. It has the Andulio tobacco in that, which is like the 
the tobacco they use in snuff a lot of times and it's uh it's fermented in these like pods as opposed snuff. to yeah. snuff yeah snuff don't they use it in snuff i i don't know yeah. but i'm just curious how many of our fans know well i guess most of them are old they'll remember what snuff alex do you know what snuff is yeah okay it's just I, I haven't seen snuff in 20 years i can't imagine people you know younger people knowing what snuff is they even still sell snuff wasn't general pushing it a few years ago snooze snooze oh, snooze it was yeah, yeah. Snooze snooze. Is not snuff not snuff yeah yeah that's right with snooze i remember they had those whole uh you know cabinets or whatever those 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 cabinets those i don't know if they were refrigerated but they were like electronic. refrigerated snooze had to be sold refrigerated okay okay yeah you know i saw dan come about the online yeah but a lot of these limiteds are going to the brick and mortar so and they're not going to have a long shelf life so so what I find interesting is, you know, if I remember, um, you know, the Arcana, the Arcana, which is what Mortal Coral Coils under, yeah. it was supposed to be a line of releases. I, I wonder if they scrapped that after they completely shit the bed with, uh, what was that, Firewalker? That, that came was in the second one. I was going to ask you. I couldn't remember it was Mortal Coil. No, Mortal Coil. So I think that's why they're going one back them, to Mortal Coil. One of them did super hot the first time and the second yeah. time. Deadlined, right? Was that was that the Arcana? Yes. Yeah. The, no, well, yeah, the Arcana is the line. And it was, I guess it was supposed to come out with multiple, but Firewalker, I mean, I don't know how that made it out of that. That had to be the factor. worst. I mean, that I know we've talked about like some of like the Diablo, right? Which is probably the worst release they ever did, right? Uh, I, I will say Diablo, as far as I know, in 30 years, was the only cigar that was actually ever recalled. Yeah, this Reps was bad, though. Reps came into the store to take your inventory and give you credit. I've never seen that with any other brand ever. Probably should have did that with Firewalker. Yeah, Firewalker was a disaster. They had major quality control issues. It was, uh, it was bad. I mean, I have no problem. I've told Chris Tarr, the head of marketing, it's, that cigar should have never made it to the market, and they didn't disagree with me on it. So, I, uh, but yeah, it was awful. That was an awful cigar. That far, but the arc, the Mortal Coil was a better cigar. Yes, it, Mortal Coil was yeah. a good cigar. I like the Mortal, Mortal Coil, Coil was a good cigar. Yeah, but that oh, was that horrible. Looks like they're sticking one. with with the winner. Yeah, yeah. I would just yeah. I would I maybe can the Arcana series, and if you want to release Mortal Coil every couple of years, that's fine. That's yeah. fine with it. I, I you know. It's two years since they had it out last, so. But that comes from the general. All right, so some stuff from the trade show I'll highlight. Um, La Florida Dominicana, actually, they brought a cigar to the trade show. They're bringing back the LG line, the Lito Gomez line. Oh, Um, wow. And uh, nice packaging and everything. Is this this the third time? It was brought, it used to be done in limited releases, with a particular vintage of tobacco, a year that the tobacco was 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 harvested, so it had all the tobaccos from one farm and one vintage. They're getting away from the vintage thing now. It's still going to be all tobaccos from uh, Lido's farms, but now it's going to be a uh, ongoing release. Is the word I was uh, told. So um, it's you know, and they still don't even know what sizes they're releasing yet. I asked them what size. They don't. They don't know yet what size is ever released into this year. Once again, so, another thing of the oh, trade show that I, I, you know, is a good thing is let's talk about show shit that we don't know what's going on. It's mind boggling. So, so the LG was kind of a regular line before, right? It was Somewhere. very, very, very limited at one point. Yeah. Well, well but there's like two things, two- right? There's 
there's the Lido, there's the LG small batch, right? That's and, a separate but thing, was, yeah. Small batch, but, but, I think, but I think that was part of the problem. It's the same packaging. It's the same. So, so you had the small batch, which is which is this, which is this, you know, super. Every few years comes out. People go crazy for it. They were excellent. Some of the best cigars ever smoked. Oh, absolutely. Batch, number three, number what, three what, is Lanes. What the small batch? You, count. Thing? Yeah, they were. They were coming. Hundred yeah, pound box. These yeah, came but, in little octagon boxes. But that's my point. Yeah. So you have the small batch, and now you have this other. You know, I don't know if inferior is the right word, but the same pack, same brand, same name. That's not quite. The small batch. Well, the small batch was a lot more limited than those other ones. Yeah. Were. Now this is they're they're going to be making this as a, like I said an ongoing release. I don't want to I hesitate to use the word regular production because I don't think anything on a little floor is really regular production these days. It's done in 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 limited quantities. I like I like the packaging change they made with this with the whole Lido silhouette. I think that's really cool. But what was interesting, we interviewed Lido at the trade show as well. We have a video of Lido. We really didn't even talk about this much. We really just talked about things in general. So, is that was, still uh, an octagon box? Not really. It's kind of the it, it's kind of round. There's another picture the in that 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 link, Alex. I don't know if you can bring it up. That shows the box. Let me see if I can grab the. The lighting was terrible when we took that picture, though. So it's kind of like rounded almost. But it looks like there's like four inches of wood on each side of that box. Though you know the box when it's open. It's thick. It is thick. Yeah. Um. Like I don't even I don't even know what oh, they yeah. didn't I think the box counts are like fifteen or ten count boxes too. But uh, let, me, let me get this other picture of the box. Yeah, now. yeah. And they they actually uh, Tony Gomez actually just bought a box factory, and uh, so they're now they're starting to make their own boxes. So they actually uh, this is their stuff. Yeah, that's it. So it's not quite an octagon. You can see it's like rounded more. Yeah. Ag Lapore. Oh yeah, I I saw that. So, um, but that's supposed to come out in November. So they had something they showed at the trade show. I don't, I just don't think they were ready to announce what sizes they're releasing or anything yet. So, okay. What size, what size did they show? Toro? Uh, they showed the, uh, the, the Toro 6x52 Lusitano is the size. But that's, so that's probably going to be one. That will definitely, I assume, be one of the sizes. But they have like other sizes. They've done Lanceros in that before. So I don't know what they're gonna, but they don't. They haven't finalized how many sizes they're releasing up front. Most, yeah. All right, Rocky Patel. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the Conviction, which was a hundred dollar cigar. Um, there, there was another release from Rocky Patel. It's it's called. I keep calling it the Death Star, right? It's the. Wait, dark who's star. doing? Rocky's doing a hundred dollar cigar too. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a Conviction. You got a, yeah. couple, you got a couple coming for the RV room. Okay, so go, yeah. go ahead. I saw this group. This is interesting because I, ha I hadn't seen this one. Yeah, I think we covered it. You might not have been there the week we covered it or something, but we did cover it on on, on KMA uh, like in June. But they have this star. I keep calling it the Death Star. It's a Dark Star cigar. They're um, it's mostly a Honduran blend. I don't. It says Nicaragua on the band. I don't know why because I don't think there's any Nicaraguan tobacco. But they're using Rocky's using Paraguayan tobacco in the in the filler. And I've seen a few companies release Paraguayan tobacco before but that's kind of going to be the x factor with this blend um i have not smoked it yet i do have this cigar um but it's going to be a more you know this will be a lot more reasonably priced um it's going to be in the 11 to 12 dollar range this cigar in four sizes so but yeah I the expected, uh i expected the box to look a lot darker i, I expected the wrapper to look a lot darker right, right? I just right, right, right. 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 when you were saying it yeah. 
But it says Nicaragua on the band, and it, from what everything I understood, it's being made in Honduras, and it's got Paraguayan and Honduran tobacco for the most part in that blend. So I don't know why it said Nicaragua on that. Let's see I if that Nicaragua band is still there when it hits the shelf. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that is scheduled to ship in October of this year. And then we got one more story. Um, if you're a La Polina Goldie fan, uh, there's a couple of Goldies that were showed at the show. Um, the first is the, the return of the La Polina Goldie Guido number five, which is the Toro size. That, so what they're doing now is they're kind of revisiting the Goldies that have been previously released. It was like 10 years. They did a different yeah. size. Last yeah, I was going to say, back, they kind of ran out of sizes. Yeah, last year they brought back the Petit Lancero, which was Guido number two. This year they brought back the Guido number five. Uh, and they did a, a thousand box run of those. So uh, a lot of Goldies are going to do. And then if you went to the trade show, they have that Prominente size, uh, which right. is that um, it was exclusive to the trade show. And that is a six and a half by 48. And they've been doing the Prominente size every year uh, as a PCA exclusive. So uh, that's just it's uh, just the size they've offered every year at the PCA. And that size tends to sell out every year. I think they did 300 boxes of that one as well. Uh, but the Goldies, are, the Goldies are getting pricey. Those that Guido number five is is twenty four dollars. So let me so, ask you, uh, up there. Let and the Prominente is also twenty four dollars. Sorry, let me ask you a question. Are the PCA exclusives ongoing, or is it just for that year? Are you seeing it both, both ways? It's both. I I've seen it both ways. Um. I know there was one cigar release as a PCA exclusive called Maria Lucia by Luciano. And this year they expanded it and it was not a PCA exclusive anymore. Uh, well, Crown I Heads mean, did the same thing. Yeah. They've gone back La and Pol forth. It's it. been doing this forever, though, with TAA. You know, the TA, the, the, the red label, the black, they all, they start as TAAs and then just become I, regular I don't lines. like that approach that La Polina did with the TAA. And I'm critical of the TAA, but they do a small release for the TAA a year ahead, and then the following year they, they move those into regular production. I think that's not, not a bad way to do it. Right. Yeah, but they were doing the silver labels, the blue labels, and right, right, they stopped right. doing those. They But, uh, yeah, they that, they don't, the last one they did was like a white label, so. Yes. This was one of my favorite cigars from last year. Lucia. And, it was. Um, and um, we bought the line in. Now it comes in three different sizes, too. Right. But last year, it was only a PCA exclusive. One. Right. It was one size. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the PCA, I mean, the, what they need, the PCA, I, I think, is high on the program. But I honestly, I sh they should just leave it to the manufacturers. Let them just deal with it. Just encourage the manufacturer to do it. Don't try to manage it. You Casey, the TAA has moved to the fall. Yeah. What cave have you been living in? Yeah, that was yeah, we uh they moved it to October. Casey's still calling it the IPCPR. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting that they moved it to hurricane season though. Because October is still hurricane season, so yeah. we'll see what happens with that. But uh they did move it. Does does does, does hurricane well because of New Orleans. Uh. Well, no, New Orleans won't be a problem because it's Why? Well, because the trade show is going to be in uh, April. Oh, oh, yeah, you, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just thinking. But I'm remember, thinking you remember I, when it was? You remember it was an August trade show years ago in New Orleans, not July, an August one, and there was always a fear that a hurricane would would, would hit in August because um, um, there was a hurricane that hit like the week after we left New Orleans, Katrina. That's, yep. 
I mean, yeah, that was insane. We were on that expo floor, and I'll never forget. A week later, I'm in my store looking at dead bodies that got yeah. trampled on. That was, and, right. was after. That was before oh, I gone. Like twelve days yeah. after we left, there was dead bodies there in that in that exhibit hall. Yeah, and that you know where the convention center is. It's right by the water. Right on it. Yeah, it's right on it. Yeah, literally right on it. the the Delta the Mississippi Delta is right there. So yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah, but that's where they hoarded everybody who lost their homes and stuff, and yeah. they were all in there, and people were starving and dying and getting trampled on. It was, yeah. it was awful. awful. My first my first trade show was 2010 in New Orleans, and you could still see water damage in the city back then. Oof. So you could see it was you could see you really got hit hard. Oof. Yeah. What else? You and got? that's what I got. That's what I got for this week. All right, that is the scoop with Coop. Uh, always stay up to date in everything in the cigar industry. Visit cigar-coop.com. I see dead people's bodies. Yeah, man, it was it was really mind blowing to literally to have been there and then yeah. literally like watching on TV. It was insane. Do you remember right. the San Francisco earthquake during the World Series? Yes. Yes. I was in that double highway that collapsed. Yes. I was I was in I was on that double highway probably three weeks before that earthquake occurred on that same highway. Um, Isn't that freaky? Yeah, and you see that I'm like holy cow, yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. Well before we hit into the last segment of the show, you you guys want to hit hit anything up just for old time's sake about the fight? I was actually yeah, there's a big fight. Alex, you're watching the fight tonight here, yeah. Yes, big fight tonight. But probably the biggest fight of the last twenty years. I, agree. I got this another is a, this is I got a big a, night for I got a different question for Coop, but I'll, I'll cover this first, right? Yeah. Um, this fight, uh, Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence, welterweight battle. Like I said, probably the biggest fight in 20 years. I, I have a hard time calling this one. I'm leading Terrence Crawford. He uh, he just checks the boxes a little more than Errol Spence. But this is 50-50, pretty, maybe 51-49 for me, Coop. You got a pick? Who's uh, the 51? Who's the 51? Ter- Terrence Crawford. Yeah, I'm 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 in Crawford's camp as well, but I think it's gonna be a, a very close fight. I don't think we've seen a welterweight fight like this in a very long time. Uh, probably, I mean, I know it was just that middleweight unification 20 years ago, but this is welterweight. Yeah, I I agree. This is this is gonna this could be one for the ages. This fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, because it's, it is an undisputed the undisputed title on the line. Yeah, this is for the undisputed welterweight title. Yes. Yeah. But to me, more importantly, and I know not a lot of people are going to know this, but I'm sure, Coop, you will. In my opinion, Nayo Inoue is the best fighter in the world right now. No question. No question. Abe, I know you're not a a big boxing guy, but there is a kid. I saw your post. This kid from Japan, I think he can beat anybody, including in the next two weight classes up. Yeah. I mean, he fights at 100. He fought at 100. He was fighting at like... 116 for his first fight jumped up to fight an undefeated Philadelphia fighter who is, you know, he, he went, he jumped away class and went directly for the top guy and obliterated this guy and made him look like an animal. This Japanese kid is unbelievable. Yeah. He, he and really- I, I think, I think unless there's a, a crazy knockout or domination tonight, this kid still lands on number one pound for pound fighter. I you know, see I was surprised. Mu- I see they, some money they- action here. I was surprised he was not ranked number one pound for pound by Ring Magazine. Um, right. He he is number two. Crawford and Spencer th- are three and four. I'm I'm very very surprised about that. Um, Who they have at number one? Uh, the the Ukrainian guy Usyk. Usyk. Yeah. Usyk, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Anui. Anui. So. 
Yeah, but but I agree. You know, uh, Anui is going to be interesting because when he fights more in the U.S., we'll see how how that holds up. Is what I'm going to say. You know, a lot, he a lot of his earlier career was outside the U.S. fighting in Asia. And sometimes when the when the fighters come over from Asia or Europe in, and start fighting in Vegas, it is they suddenly look a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we saw that with Chocolito actually. Yes, yes, I, I, but you know, you know, the thing, especially that made me a believer, is to be able to to totally just obliterate a kid like Stephen Fulton was super. Impressive. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, obliterate made him look like an amateur. Is this his pay per view tonight? Yeah, it's pay per view. Yeah, I, we ordered it here. No. Oh, were you? I think I'm watching the fight at the shop. If you want to join me, I thought you made a post. In the back, uh, I'll be watching. In the back. <laughs> in the back. That's why I invited fellow employees. You want to come hang out oh, right okay. here where I'm sitting with me. I should have came, came down, actually. It would have been cool to watch yeah. it with you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I'm surprised the, the Crawford Spence fight hasn't <clears> gotten more attention. Um, because, you know, I know boxing's had its trouble marketing itself these days, but this is a major fight tonight for sure. This, this is the biggest fight since Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. This, but this is a better matchup than that one, even. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and more, more in yeah. their in their prime. That's not yeah. you know, a couple yeah, years absolutely, away. yeah, absolutely. Um, and you got two guys undefeated. You got two yep. guys who hold unification belt. It's it, it's a big, big fight, and they're really good fighters. Like again, top five pound for pound. Absolutely. Yep. I'm sure we'll Are we ready about to do it. Week. Are we yep. ready to get this uh, this season started? Coming off the longest running season of Tales of Tape. Season six, I feel like it took forever. It took forever. It took forever. <laughs> six months. It, take forever. Yeah. it took forever to start it, too, I remember. Right, right. So let's get this party started. Here we go. It is Tale of the Tape, season seven. Tough guys. I don't know what they did to Paul there, but he actually kind of looks like a tough guy in there. Yeah, we all, well, the, you know, yeah, that, a lot of the Yankee lot, cap on him. A lot of Photoshop. A lot of Photoshop. A lot of Photoshop. Yeah, my, I don't all know right, if I look tough in that one, but it should is. I just uh, should I get should I get Paul out of the way real quick? Yeah, yeah, my, he, did he really do? Oh, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <he did>. <laughs> <laughs> so what Paul's tough Come guy, on. greatest number ten of TV and film is Zeus <laughs> from the Disney movie Hercules. <laughs> And I want to say, we all told Paul, Paul, this could be your chance to branch, move out of, to branch out from Disney if you want to do a real list. And Paul refused. So do not think that we make Paul do Disney. But Zeus characters. isn't tough. Would you say Zeus yeah. is tough? I mean, it's Paul. What do you expect? What do you expect? It's really, really terrible. All right. Who wants to hit it? I'll go. Um, go. Coming in. Coming in. At number nine. Now, at 10. Now, he came in at number 10 for me. I love this character. I think this character is a badass, um, tough guy. Um, uh, especially this rendition of this character, because character's been betrayed by someone else. But it was only one season, so the longevity of it didn't last. But I, I, I got Jack Reacher, the Alan, Alan Richardson uh, version of Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime. Good, good I don't know if anybody's. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's seen that series, but he's a badass motherfucker in, in, yeah. in this series. 
There's a jail scene there where like five guys try to jump him in that season. It was badass. This is a badass motherfucker. But being that it's only been one season or whatever, he came in at number 10 for me. All right, I'll go. Uh, for me, it's uh, my man, number 10, John McClain, New York cop, tough guy, running around Nakatomi Plaza. I mean, look at him with the Zippo, running around barefoot in Nakatomi Plaza. One of the greatest phrases in all of movie history. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Um, Die Hard One, I think, was, I mean, I would say is probably everybody's favorite, but uh, just your, your typical, you know, New York top cop type guy that uh you know just ran around the plaza kicking some ass in one of the greatest christmas movies of all time so i want to get this out of the way before coop going one of my stipulations was i didn't do any comic book or marvel superheroes superpower even though even though logan hands down is a badass motherfucker i just steered away because where where, i mean then you got batman then you got wolverine i mean where is it in yeah yeah, so so we we just i steered away from all superheroes or, or comic books and you know, Cooper, this yeah. falls in as a comic book, I think, believe I believe as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about him earlier on in the show, but um, I wanted to put Stallone on the list, and really, there was only one character I could think of for Stallone as a tough guy, and it was John Rambo. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I, Rocky's not on the list, so right, yeah, Rocky got beat up a little bit. No, 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 Rocky I got John beat Rambo up, he was too bad. emotional at times. John, yeah. John Rambo, he, he had his emotional side, I get it, but when he he was a yeah. badass in these movies, I mean, uh, and uh, he was definitely the epitome of toughness in this, so uh, yeah. so yeah, I put Rambo on there at number 10. Good pick, good pick, way to start it off. Yeah. I mean, Thor would have got disqualified just because he shares a middle name with you. So yeah, yeah. but he's comic book too. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's comic book. Comic book. Yeah. I know, dude. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. That was that was one of my favorite uh, uh, Amazon shows that had come out. So that was super cool. All right. Well, that is week one of season seven of Tale of the Tape. Tough guys. More to come. Uh, and now it's time to end our show in traditional KMA fashion, where Alex now will be doing our segment sponsored by Gurkha Cigars. Would you rather? Here we go. Would you? How do I get myself up there? There we go. All right. Here's my would you rather question. I have to set the scene for you, right? You're hanging out at the cigar bar. It's a late night, right? Cigar bar starts closing up. It's time for you to leave, right? You're walking out the door. You get outside, and there's six guys waiting for you. Who would you rather have by your side? John McClain, Jack Reacher, or John Rambo? Are there weapons being used, or is this a fist fight? This is fist fight, melee, no uh, weapons. I don't know. I I, I I would go with Reacher. Reacher as well, if it's a fist fight, yeah. Because John Rambo would have to have a machine gun or something. Well, he's more of a survivalist. He's more of a survivalist, tactician, jungle army warfare. 
Jack Reacher, Reacher is a tough man. I feel like I'll have my back covered with yeah. Jack Reacher. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I'm going Rambo, man. I mean, I think if that PTSD kicks in, you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Jack Ryan was a great show. It came to an end this year. I did watch Jack Ryan. But I like for the fact that this Amazon version of Reacher followed the, the, the book. You know, you know, Tom Cruise was not, you know, a, a, a daunting looking guy and if you read the book yeah jack reacher was a big dude so i i, I like this rendition of reacher a lot a lot um i want to address this up here before we go off well let me close it out this segment of, of would you rather was brought to you by the fine folks of gurkha <laughs> cigars um alan rubin so i watched the bear all right um did either of you guys watch the series so I'll tell you something. Um, I was very enthralled with the acting and the camera work and the dialogue, the movements in the kitchen. Um, it was very, very entertaining, but I wasn't really, the storyline wasn't that riveting. You know, I don't think Bear. While I enjoyed that show a lot, because I heard a lot of people, even Danny Nipperson here, Bear was great. Bear was a good, entertaining show, but there's there was some ingredient that, that was missing for me, whether it be the storyline that I really couldn't connect to. Um, epic scenes, epic dialogue, really, and, and that thing. And I, I love all the action scenes in the kitchen of the movements and and him you know, trying to take this group of people to another level, but... Just the overall storyline, I think, lacked it for me with the bear. But I did, I did watch it. I did watch the whole thing. I don't even know what it's on. I haven't seen it come across yeah, the, the streaming. It's on Paramount. Okay, it's on Paramount. Paramount. Check out Paramount. I, I do have Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. I think. Uh, yes, I mean, I'm, I've always been enamored with chefs and cooking and stuff like that. Um, so it was super cool to see that whole process. Um, and, 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 you know, family who's got family, I mean, just some stuff that you would be exposed to, but also being in Chicago, um, some of that stuff is just way, way off kilter and, and that kind of a restaurant, but very entertaining show, some really epic, epic scenes and hilarious scenes in that show, but, um, something a little bit missing from it for it being an epic, epic series storyline was nowhere. That's how, that's how I kind of felt. It was kind of. I wasn't sure what the dilemma is or what the trial trip. I mean, yeah, okay, he inherited this thing, but it was just kind of weird. Never seen it. Got to check it out. Yeah, I agree. It's not a show driven by storyline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what I got out of it. So, other than that, guys, another uh, week of KMA Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope we entertained you, made you laugh, and uh, spending a couple hours with us this Saturday morning. We will be back next week. Everybody, have a safe. An awesome weekend. And until next week, everybody, keep it lit.